Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. This is Jamie Rosenberg, Assistant Editor for the American Journal of Managed Care, and during this podcast, I'll be speaking with Rebecca Gurevich, lead author on a study published in this month's issue of AJMC. Throughout the country, rates of cesarean delivery rates vary significantly. As many as 45% of these deliveries are unindicated, and more than three-quarters of women report preferring not to have an unindicated cesarean delivery. While there are publicly available data on hospital-level cesarean delivery rates, many women don't know where to access the data. Gurevich and her team looked at more than 18,000 users of Ovia Health mobile apps from 2016 to 2017 to determine whether directly giving women access to cesarean delivery rates of local hospitals affected their choice of hospital. So to start off, can you give some background on why you guys did the study? What was the reasoning behind it? Why was it so important you thought to look into this? Yeah, um, thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to, to talk about this study. So um, the motivation behind this study is that the rate of C-sections in the United States has been climbing um, over the past few decades, and there's a lot of variation across hospitals in terms of the C-section rate for low-risk women. Um, so there's been a push to publicly report these C-section rates. Groups like Consumer Reports and the Leapfrog Group, as well as state and local departments of health, have been reporting these rates. But uh, prior research has shown that generally people don't use that information. And uh, the idea would be that if women had access to this information and while they were pregnant could look at the C-section rates of hospitals in their community, they would be able to select a hospital with a lower C-section rate. And that would decrease their chances of having an unnecessary C-section rate. And if the data really became widely used, it may even motivate hospitals to try to lower their C-section rate if they felt that they were losing patient volume because patients were looking at this data. Uh, But we have found that people really don't use this information. And so we wondered whether making the data more easily accessible and understandable would sort of facilitate this demand side response uh, and, and help women select hospitals that were better suited to their preferences. Right, so what results did you see? What were some of your main findings from the trial cesarean delivery rate data in the apps? So uh, what we did is we partnered with the Ovia Health app um, and showed women who were in the intervention group um, C-section rates of hospitals in their local area. And then we asked them where they delivered. And we found that the women who saw the C-section rate information were not more likely to select a hospital with a lower C-section rate. We also asked them a few survey questions, and we did find that women in the intervention group were more likely to believe that hospitals in their community had different C-section rates, so they were aware of the variation. And they were also more likely to report that they had looked at C-section rates before they chose their hospital. Uh, But we didn't sort of move the needle on whether they believed 
that the hospital C-section rates were likely to affect their own chances of having a cesarean delivery. Were you surprised that women were not more likely to choose hospitals with lower C-section rates, even when they reported more familiarity with the variation? Was this something that you expected to see or didn't expect? Yeah, so uh, we had hoped that the information that we provided women, uh, which in addition to just the C-section rates, also described why going to a hospital with a higher C-section rate could impact their own individual chances of having a C-section, and also explain uh, the the health consequences of having a cesarean when it's not necessary. Uh, we hope that that information, along with the data, would motivate them to select lower hospitals. Um, however, what we learned from these findings is that just having familiarity with the variation in C-section rates uh, is not sufficient to influence their choice of hospital. And that's not entirely surprising uh, for a few reasons, I think. Um, the first is that there are many other factors that influence a woman's choice of hospital beyond the C-section rate at her hospital. And the second is that there were some limitations in the design of our trial and the way that women were able to access this information that may have limited its utility. I think the most important one to highlight is that women were only able to see the data on their app one time. And so if, for example, they saw it uh, on the bus or the train while they were coming home from work, uh, and then they wanted to look at it again later or look at it together with their partner or their physician or midwife, uh, they weren't able to re-access the information in the app. And so I think these things um, limited the, the effectiveness of the information actually influencing their choice. Right. So if this access to the data didn't impact women's choice of hospital, what are some factors that may be more likely to influence this? I know you just mentioned some of these limitations. Do you think maybe addressing some of these limitations would be able to influence this choice? Yeah, I think that the reality of making a decision of where you have your baby is more complicated than just the C-section rate of the hospital. Um, right. Most women choose their OBGYN or their midwife, and then they deliver wherever that provider has admitting privileges. Um, and we tried to make the case uh, in the information we provided to women that the hospital where you deliver may have a greater influence on whether you have a C-section uh, than the physician or midwife who's delivering your baby. Um, but still, people have, um, you know, personal relationships with their physicians. That physician or midwife may have delivered uh, a prior baby if this isn't their first. And then there are some other sort of structural things that really influence women's choices. Uh, it's very common in private insurance to have restricted or narrow provider networks, and so women you know, will want to go to a hospital that's in their preferred network. Um, some people also don't have a choice of a low C-section hospital in their community. Um, people want to go to hospitals that are close to home, so they don't have to uh, travel very far once they're in labor. And people also value sort of more word of mouth reputation uh, 
where their coworkers or friends or family have said that, you know, is a nice place to deliver where they treat you well. Um, and all those things are, you know, valid and important inputs into this very personal health decision. Uh, we tried to sort of include C-section rates in the mix of things um, that one should consider. Um, but the, these other forces are quite strong as well. So why is it important to note that access to the data had more of an impact on women in higher income areas? Yeah, so we do find that women uh, in our trial who were in higher income zip codes um, in the treatment group were more likely to have their beliefs affected than uh, women in the treatment group who lived in lower income zip codes. Um, and, and that's in terms of how their beliefs about C-section rates were affected in those survey questions, um, as opposed to just their, their choice of hospital. And this is important to highlight because understanding these data on C-section rates really does require a high degree of health literacy and health numeracy. And both of those may be associated with being higher income. And so we, we looked at this because I think this finding really highlights how challenging it is to explain these data to the general population and that we really need to take great care and pay you know, careful attention to be sure that these data are understandable for everyone and that just, just publicly reporting them um, online is not really sufficient to, uh, to sort of carry forth the message of, of why people should care about them and why it may affect them personally. Right. And so for clinicians and health systems looking to encourage women to choose hospitals with lower C-section rates, what are some next steps that they could use to go forward? So I just sort of um, hit on this a little bit, but I think in addition to making these data easy to understand and easy to access, we really need to take care to explain why a hospital C-section rate could affect the care that you receive as an individual. Um, our prior work uh, we published um, in the journal Birth, which was uh, surveying women on the Ovia app uh, about sort of their beliefs about C-section and their preferences in childbirth. And we found this pervasive belief that an individual's preferences and your own health status will be what really drives uh, whether you ultimately end up having a C-section. And of course, those things do matter um, in what happens during your delivery. But we also have a lot of evidence that your hospital really matters. Um, and in this in this situation, you know, your hospital is an independent risk factor of having a C-section. And it's well understood sort of in the health services research community that there's huge variation um, in C-section rates across hospitals as you know as well as other procedures. But this is a really hard message to convey. Um, and so I think that in order to lower C-section rates, um, some more supply side interventions are probably warranted. So these are things that would change at the hospital level or change um, in terms of how hospitals are paid that would uh, affect their incentives and the way that they're structured in order to promote uh, vaginal birth when possible. And now, given your findings, what are some other study questions that you think might be valuable to analyze in the future? Yeah, so um, 
I think, as I just mentioned, there should be more work about how to best communicate these, you know, sort of nuances and complexities around very sensitive and personal decision to women. Um, there's a lot of, you know, interesting research in the health communication space about how to make topics like this um, easier to understand and feel more personal. Um, and so I think there can be some interesting work done in that area in addition to thinking through some of these supply side mechanisms on how to reduce C-section rates. And another thing I would say is that one of our big takeaways from this study was that by partnering with the OVIA app, we were able to reach a really large sample of women, over 18,000 women in a very short time. And there are, you know, really creative people working at apps like this uh, to, to improve women's lives. And these uh, apps have partnerships with employers and other organizations. And I think this is sort of an under-leveraged way to reach a lot of women um, and could be applicable to other areas of healthcare as well. Great. And is there anything else from the study you think is important to mention or bring up that we haven't talked about yet? Um, no, I mean, I would encourage uh, people to read the paper has a little bit of an additional discussion of some of the limitations that may explain some of our results. Uh, and so I think everything is always important to interpret in the context of how the study was actually realized. Um, but I, I think your questions did a nice job at, at capturing the bottom line. Perfect. Thank you so much again for joining me today. Yes, thank you so much. To read the full study, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. You can get in touch with us by emailing info at AJMC.com or by following us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. And finally, if you like the podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Thanks for joining us.